Amen. Come on, give Jesus a good hand tonight. Come on, give Jesus a hand. Hallelujah. He's worthy. It's all about Jesus tonight. Come on, praise him. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Amen. You may go ahead and have your seat in the worship team. Give the worship team a hand. Amen. Aren't they awesome? Praise Lord. Especially that drummer, man. That guy must have been be cut from, from the rock or something, man. I don't know. He's awesome. Praise the Lord. Amen. How's everybody doing tonight? Amen. I'll bless two of you. Amen. But I just want to thank the Lord, amen, uh, for the opportunity uh, to be up here, amen. I thank Pastor Esteban and his wife and uh, all the pastors, amen. We, how many know we have a great team? Amen. Praise the Lord. We have a great team, amen. And uh, man, wasn't that a powerful message that Pastor spoke on Sunday? Oh, my God, I was like, I was the first one at the altar. Because, uh, you know, you go through those times, amen, when uh, when you do... Uh, Definitely feel like you're in the shepherd's field, amen. And God's at work doing something within your life. And I know he's doing something in mine, amen. And I really believe God wants to do something in your life tonight, amen. And, uh, and how many know that that's God's desire? And God wants to raise up leaders in this place. He wants to raise up men and women of God that, you know what, that are going to take a stand and that they're, they're going to, you know what, do every, become everything God's called them to be. They're going to step out in faith. They're going to, you know what, they're not going to let their past hold them back. They're not going to let their faults, they're not going to let their weaknesses, they're not going to let, you know, who they see inside of themselves. But you know what, they're going to learn to, you know what, see what God sees within their life. And they're going to rise up, amen, and become great men and women here in the heart, amen. And uh, I really believe God's doing something great. Turn your Bibles with me to Matthew chapter 16. Matthew chapter 16, and we're going to read one verse, and that's verse 24. Would you have a say, amen? Anybody else have it? I heard about four people. You guys got it? Come on, you got to talk back to me a little bit, you know. I don't feel like you don't love me or, you know, I might get a complex or something up here. Praise the Lord. Amen. Matthew 16, and we're going to read verse 24. It says, Then Jesus said to his disciples, If anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. Let's pray. Father, I pray that for the next 35 minutes, 30 minutes, Lord, that you would just move within every heart, Lord God, and that you would challenge your people, that you would challenge the men, my God, you would challenge the women and also the young people and even those that are, you know, might be a little snow on the top of the mountain. That, Lord, that you would let them know that you're not finished with them, Lord. That you still got great and mighty exploits for each and every one of us. And, Father, we give you all the glory and praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. And here in Matthew chapter 16, Jesus is coming towards the end of his ministry. And he begins speaking to his disciples. Amen. They, and let them know that, you know what, he starts letting them know what it's going to take and what it's going to cost for them to become true disciples, to become authentic disciples. How many know God wants to raise up in the end times? Man, he, he, God said he was going to pour out his spirit. God said he was going to, you know what, that uh, 
young people, old people, they were going to dream dreams, and God was going to begin to pour out. And I really believe that we're in that time. I really believe that God is going to begin to raise up people in those dreams that they see themselves preaching to, in their own church, or they see themselves running a home, or they see themselves running a Bible study. They see themselves hitting the streets and doing great and mighty exploits for God, or they see themselves, you know what, across the world in another country, in another land, or in the UTC, you know, somewhere else around the country. I really believe that God's going to begin to start doing something within your life, and he's going to start making them dreams come true. How many know God, man, God will give you the desires of his heart, the Bible says, the desires of your heart. But I really believe that, you know what, that there's some things that w- within us that God needs to do. Just like Pastor was talking about Sunday, you know, if you, if you look at the Bible, many of the old prophets and, and, the, and old leaders, he was dealing with one guy, he was dealing with Moses, he was dealing with, with Joseph, and he was dealing, you know, uh, with Nehemiah, and he was dealing, but, but later on, when Jesus came to the earth, he gathered a team together. Huh? He gathered a bunch of men. And they were just ordinary men like me and you. Men that had a nine to five or men that, you know what, were just doing this through the day that, you know, went out, uh, earned a, a little living to feed their family, probably to feed their wives and to, so that, you know what, that they can put some food on the table and, you know what, get to the next day. And how many know God calls people like that in Victory Outreach? He even calls people, that, you know what, that... They weren't making, or they were making a living, but not an honest one. Huh? Don't look at me like that. Come on now. You're looking at me all holy, like you did it all, you did it right. Come on, somebody. But I believe that, you know what, here in this portion of Scripture, God was, our, uh, Jesus was already dealing with his disciples. He already picked, up, picked his men. And he began to, you know what, he, began, he, was, he was showing them. He was showing them, he was, he was modeling before them, showing them what God wanted them to do within their lives, showing them, you know what, how they needed to act, how they needed to respond with people in different areas of their life. But here, you know what, God, he, I believe in this portion of Scripture, is that he gives them four terms or terms that they needed to, to live by so that they can become authentic and real disciples because that's what God's looking for he's not looking for wishy-washy disciples but he's looking for disciples and men and women that are going to lay down their lives for God's honor and glory and here the Bible says is that I'm going to go back and we're going to begin in verse uh, 23 of of chapter 16 I want to read a little bit more it says from that time on this is right before Jesus predicted his death he said from that time on Jesus began to what? Explain to his disciples that he must go to Jerusalem and suffer many things at the hands of the elders, the chief priests, the teachers of the law, and that he must be killed and on the third day be raised to life. And the Bible says that Peter took him aside and began to rebuke him. Never, Lord, he said, this shall never happen to you. And Jesus turned and said, Peter, he said, get behind me, Satan. He said, you are a stumbling block to me. And you do not have the vision. Come on, somebody. You do not have the mind, the things of God, but the things of men. And then Jesus said to his disciples, once again, if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wants to save his life will lose it. 
But whoever loses his life for me will find it. Four things that I see here that Jesus tells his disciple that must happen in order for them to become leaders, to become real leaders, authentic disciples within their life, is that they needed to do within, you know, within them. Amen? Then the first thing, taking notes, is he says here in verse 24, he said, if anyone would come after me. And what he's telling them is that, you know what, if you have the desire to go forth to the next level, if you have the desire to step out in faith, if you have the desire to allow me to lead your life into a place where you never thought I can take you or, or uh, in, in, into, you know, to the next level, he, he tells them, you know what, if, if, if you have that desire to follow me, you need to have desire within your heart. In 1 Timothy chapter 3 and verse 1, it says that, you know what, it says that anybody that desires to be an overseer or a leader desires a noble task. Amen? That it would be difficult, you know, for them. It wouldn't be an easy thing, but the first thing we see here, see here is desire. See, the message says anyone who intends to come with me has to let me lead. Amen? See, the word desire means to long for. It means to crave. Amen? You, some of you know what I'm talking about. When we talk about crave, some of you have a, like a midnight craving. Come on, somebody. Ice cream, a bowl of cereal. Huh? Right? Need that bowl of cereal at 11 o'clock. You need that ice cream, you need that little, that little sweet, you need that Coke, uh, Coca-Cola or something, a glass of water, whatever it may, might be. Some of you guys used to have cravings for other things, amen? And, and you know, like, and we did, you know, I remember, you know, and you, re I know, I know the guys that are in here, the ladies that are in here, some of you had a desire for some, some bad things, even just a cigarette. I started smoking when I was a kid, real young. And, but how many know God delivered me instantly? I haven't smoked in 22 years. Amen. But uh, you remember when you first got caught? Huh? Because my mom used to smoke. My dad didn't smoke, but my mom did. So that, of course, you know what? She was doing it, so I was like, you know, when you're a kid, you're like, I'm going to try that. And I remember peeking around the, on 13th Street, uh, across the street, and, and uh, we didn't think nobody was watching, and we're over here. We were little kids. We're passing it back and forth to each other, and we're going, looking around the corner. And my mom was watching me all the time. And I could hear her calling, man, yo, get it over here right now. <laughs> but that's another story. But, that, but I said that to say this is that, you know what, we crave things. See, and God is telling his disciples, but you know what, man, that you got to have a desire to go to a new level. you got to have a desire to, to overcome your, the obstacles within your life. You have to have a desire to win souls. You have to have a desire, you know what, to do something great for God. That's to be a passion. That's what desire means, passion. It means to wish to obtain. Don't you have, have dreams? Don't you have things that you want to accomplish within your life? Don't you have dreams? Don't you have, you know what, things that you want to see happen? Well, in order for them to take place, there's got to be a desire and a longing within your life. The Amplified Bible says, if anyone desires to be my disciple, let him deny himself. Amen. Uh, I read that earlier. The Living Bible says, if anybody wants to be a follower of mine, 
If anyone wants to be a follower of mine, New King, New King James says, if anyone desires to come after me, the Bible says. See, desire is a powerful word. Do you desire to do great things for God? Ask your neighbor. Huh? Do you have a desire? Do you have a burning? Desire means a burning within your heart. Huh? Do you have a longing? Do you have a craving? Do you have a hunger? Do you have a yearning? It means to have an appetite to do something great for God. It also means lust. It also means to want. We used to sing, this is, this is my desire, huh? to honor you. Is it still your desire to do something great for God? Is it still your desire to see your kids won over, to see your family won over, to see your sons and daughters delivered from drugs, to see your, you know, your family? You know, I still, man, I just ran into him. My nephew the other day right here. I know some of you guys sometimes run in. And, man, every time I see him, it just, it just breaks my heart. And it just, it just drives me, you know, I just, man, like, man, Lord, touch this kid, man. Save him. I, man, this kid needs Jesus. He, he needs deliverance, man. He needs his mind healed, and he needs his heart healed. And he needs, you know, since he was a little kid, he's been through a lot of stuff. And he just needs, man, he needs God. He needs a, you know, and I, I was even telling him, you know, I was telling him, you know what? Mondo, you need to get sick and tired of being sick and tired. You need to get, you know, you get, need to get tired of him because, you know, he starts, even sometimes he starts crying to me and starts telling me all these, wants to tell me all his problems. Like, I already know your problems. You know, I, I helped raise you. You know, I already know what you've been through. I go, but you know what, Mondo, and I told him the other day, man, I told him, you know what, Mondo, is that you need to get tired of being out here in these streets. You need to be tired of sleeping out here in the bushes. You need to get tired of begging, you know, for pe you know, uh, and asking people for money and doing all, you know, and just sleeping anyway. You got to get tired of that. I go, you ain't tired yet. You know, I go, I love you. I go, but, you know, and, uh, you know, I'm praying for him. Keep him in prayer, amen. He's a good kid, amen. But you got to have a desire, amen, to want to change. I remember, when, you know, when I changed, I had a desire. I cried out to God. I said, God, if there's anything you can do, man, I had lost my family. I had lost everything. I lost my wife, man, my children. I was living in my car, and you know what? I was tired of it, man. I was just tired of, you know, trying to get, you know, I was doing the same thing. I was begging. I was, you know, crying and saying, oh, nobody loves me and, you know, all this, you know, stuff. And I was doing the same thing, but you know what? I finally got tired of it, and I cried out to God. I said, God, you know what? I, I, you know, I, I want to change. I don't want to be this way if you're real. And how many know, man, God answers those prayers. huh? Jesus came, man, and you know what? He changed me. And from that time on, you know what, I have a desire to continue because, you know what, man, I feel blessed. I don't know about you, but I feel, man, I just turned 35 yesterday. <laughs> and, and I still feel good. I feel 25. <laughs> Tell the truth, all right. All right, Lord. 55. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> and have you seen pictures of me with a 49er hat on on the, on the internet? That's a lie from the pit of hell. Okay? That's what they call Photoshop. Amen. I rebuke that in the name of Jesus. See, many people, you know that desire drives people. Desire for fame, desire for wealth, desire to be loved, desire for success. 
desire for the pursuit of happiness, desire for a rib and to get married, desire, uh, you know, to change, which is a good thing. See, but when you're tired of being sick and tired, how many know that you and I will change? Changes will be made in our life. See, desire is an engine. It's a motivator. And when we have the desire of God within our heart, you know what, to reach people and to touch people, that's what God was doing to David. He was teaching him, see, sheep are a symbol for people. And, 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 and David was out there, you know what, tending the sheep. He was working with the sheep. I mean, they were real sheep. Amen. But if you look throughout the Bible, sheep are, are you know, uh, uh, an example uh, for people. The Bible says that Jesus looked out and he's seen people like sheep without a shepherd. Amen. And he, God wants to raise up leaders. He wants to raise up shepherds. Leaders are shepherds to be able to, you know what, to minister to them, to be able to love them, to be able to lift them up, to be able to encourage them, to be able to help them when they're going through things, to help them to get to the goals, you know, within their own life and help them get over the obstacles that are within their life. That's what, what God wants to raise up. That's what true, true and authentic leaders are. That's what God has called us to, Victory Outreach. That's why we went out for Code Red. That's why we go out, you know what, into the inner city because we want to lift people up. We want to lift them up out of the pit. We want to lift them up out of their misery. We want to lift them up out of their problems and all the things that they're going through. But are you going to have a desire within your heart? Does it bug you anymore to see drug addicts out there? Does it bug you anymore to see, you know, kids that are, you know what, we see it all the time. They're getting molested. They're getting hurt. All these things are going on within our world, and we're sitting back and just saying, no, I'll pray for them. No, God wants us to get out of our seat. He wants us to get up and do something. He wants to get up and give our lives and make a difference today. Can somebody say amen? We need to get that engine within our moving within our church, within our heart so that we can get up and get busy for God. See, desire drives people to make choices and to also make, you know, changes within their life and their pursuit of their goals in life. What goals do you have? Have you set any goals in your life? Are you going to, you know, desire will, will push you, you know, to, uh, you know to, to chase that goal? I just want to do the work of God, do the will of God. You know, I, I know I'm in the, I, I feel like, you know, the last few years I've been in the shepherd's field. I know God's doing something. But you know what, man, I, I see us, me and my wife turning the corner. Good things are happening, amen. And I'm really excited for, you know, for the future. How many know the future is bright? Amen. And uh, I'm really excited about it. You need to get excited, man. You need to, you know what, dream big. You can do great things. You can travel the world. You know, I've been, if it wasn't for Victory Outreach, man, I, I used, I, God, I think the farthest I used to go was, you know, was the Bay Area, you know. But through Victory Outreach, man, I've went, you know, I've traveled out of state, traveled to other countries, amen? And you know what? But because that's the, you know, that's what God does. God blows us out of the box. He takes us to places that, you know what, to the Philippines. Come on, somebody. To Cape Town, South Africa. He takes us to Europe, amen, and become a rap star, you know, overnight. Hey. <laughs> guess what God does? Just continue to, 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 to dream big. Continue to be faithful to God. Continue to have those desires within your heart. Amen. Continue to go forward. Continue to fight the good fight of faith. But it takes desire. Do you have desire this morning? 
I mean, this after this evening, this morning, that'd be a long message. Amen. The second thing it says there is that if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself. And we see it here. It is denial. Amen. How many know that we need to learn how to tell ourselves no? Amen. You got to learn how to, how, to, how to, you know, discipline ourselves. That's what Paul said. Paul said, I beat my body. I train it into submission. Amen. So I tell it what to do. You don't tell me what to do. See, before, you know what, in our old desires, we, we let ourselves, our bodies, tell us what we, what we wanted to do. Amen. Pastor Darrell, I want you to go out and get high today. My body wants to get high, and you're going to go out. You're going to go get yourself a needle, and you know what? And then the next day, the same thing, and the next day, the same thing. And pretty soon, you know what? We were just like, you know, I can't stop. Huh? But how many know that one day, how many know that one day God gave us the power to deny the flesh? He gave us the victory to say, you know what? No longer are you going to tell me what to do. I'm going to tell you what to do. I ain't getting high no more. And you know what? I'm going to church now. I'm, su I'm surrendering my life to God. I'm living for God from this day forward. I'm going to do great exploits for God. I'm going to allow God to lead me. I'm going to allow God to call the shots in my life. I'm going to allow God, the spirit of the living God, to, you know what, to tell me what to do. The living Bible says that he must give up all rights to himself. Amen. The message says, you're not in the driver's seat, I am. In other words, we got to let God take us. You know, for 22 years, God's been just taking me and my wife on a journey, on a trip, huh? into different places, different things, different, you know, avenues. And how many know God's not done? Amen. God's not done with me, and God's not done with you. Some of you, you're just getting started. Amen. And that's a good thing. That's a good thing. But that's where it's going to take faith, man, to overcome. You got to trust God. You got to start trusting God. See, some of you, God wants to, man, God wants to make leaders out of you. God wants to make you, you know what, powerful women of God. He wants to, you know what, raise you up. But he said, you know what, you, you've got to have a burning desire to get up and pray. You got to have a desire to get to church all the time. You got to have the desire to, you know what, to go the extra mile, to go to the conferences and go to the discipleship, you know, and these different things. You got to push yourself. Amen. You got to have a desire. And you got to tell yourself no, you know, on other things. Amen. Having a healthy balance. See, here the Bible says you must deny yourself, it says. See, self is the enemy of authentic discipleship. Amen. I mean, look at the words and the prefixed, the words that are prefixed by the word self. Self-righteousness, self-centeredness, self-interest, self-confidence, self-consciousness, self-defense, self-importance, self-indulgence. Huh? Some of you guys, you were self-indulgent. You didn't want to pass it. Huh? You didn't want to. Danny Romero, <laughs> one of my friends. You know, you had those guys that, man, you had to just, give me that. But we were like that. 
Self-indulgence, self-opinionated, self-reliance, self-satisfaction. We're self-seeking, self-sufficient. But how many know that that's not what God wants from us? He don't want us to be, you know, a person that's selfish. See, I heard a powerful quote by a powerful man the other day. And it said, if the only passion you have in life is for yourself, you have no passion. Huh? That was by Paul Blart. Amen. Anybody know who Paul Blart is? <laughs> I heard it on the movie the other day, and I said, whoa. He said, come on, Paul. See, in many Christians, self leads, but not Jesus. Self is a great, greater problem for those who, who have neglected the terms of salvation. Amen. Because we give ourselves, when we, get, when we got saved, we gave our lives to God. So when you gave your life to God, man, God's supposed to be in the driver's seat. Jesus is supposed to be driving. But a lot of times, you know what, man, when you know, we gave our lives to God and things started going good, then we said, I'll drive now. Huh? I got it. I got it, Jesus. Just, you just beat it right there, and then if I get any trouble, I'll call you. Huh? I'll call your name. And you better move quick, too, Jesus, because, you know, I got you sitting right up front. You know, for a reason. We let him ride up front, right? But how many know we need to let him drive? Amen. See, Romans 6, 6 tells us, For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with and that we should no longer be slaves to what? To sin. Amen. Don't be a slave anymore. Don't be self-gratified. Don't be self satisfied don't be self-indulgent don't always don't be self-opinionated all the time don't be you know self-righteous and self-centered and everything's of it you know it's all about me jesus it's all about no it's all about jesus could somebody say amen it's all about god and so we need to you know what we need to have a desire we need to not deny ourselves. The other thing that Jesus said here is that he must take up his cross, which means that we must die. Amen. It, you know, it's a daily walk. It's a daily journey. Day after day, month after week after week, month after month, year after year. And it's, it's not going to get, you know, it's not going to be a cakewalk. You're going to go through ups. You're going to go through downs. You're going to go through hard times. You're going to go through good times. You're going to go through some more hard times, and you're going to go through some more good times, and you're going to go through some harder. That's just, 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 just the way of life. You know, it's not always going to be, you know what, but what, what God did tell us is that he's going to give us the joy of the Lord. We're going to go through difficulty, but you know what? We're going to still have joy, and we're going to have, still have the peace of God within us, and we're going to still have the victory, and we're going to still have great, and we're going to still live the abundant life. But we're going to go through hardship, though. But we got to die daily because sometimes, you know, we just want to take control. And we, you know what? We want to take matters into our own hands. See, Jesus is letting his disciples know that, you know what, that you need to die. You need to pick up your own cross because he was going to see him. They were going to see him walking with his cross. They were going to see Jesus hanging on his cross. And he began to tell them to say, you know what? You need to pick up your cross daily. Huh? Because you're going to go through it, man. You're going to walk the cavalry road. 
Amen. You're going to go through hard times. You're going to go through rock through the rocky road. It's not going to be easy. It's going to be difficult sometimes. There's going to be times you're going to feel like quitting. There's going to be times you're going to feel like giving up. But there's going to be times that, you know what, that you feel like throwing in the towel. But how many know that you just you got to keep on picking up that cross and you got to keep walking, amen, because there's a lot at stake. There's people in the balance. There's loved ones in the balance. There's people that are dying. And every time that, you know what, that we pick up our cross and we go out into this world and share the love of Christ is that, you know what, we can win one for God's honor and glory. That's what God wanted with his men. See, Peter, you know what, he, the, Jesus told his disciples three times that he was going to die, that he was going to have to go to Jerusalem and die, and that he was going to get, you know, be hung on a cross. The first two times, none of them said nothing. Peter didn't say anything. But for some reason, the third time, I don't know if Peter just thought, you know what, I know what's happening now, you know. I don't know if Peter just thought that, you know what, that he was wise now. And Jesus told him, you know what, Peter, he rebuked him. He said, you know what, get behind me, Satan. Get, get ye behind me, you are a stumbling block, amen. How many know sometimes we're a stumbling block, huh? We're Charlie Brown, a blockhead. We're, you get in the way. Charlie Brown used to fall over because his... He had a blockhead. It was too heavy. Amen. And sometimes we get up here, we think we're too heavy sometimes. Huh? And we do that, boom. Huh? Oh, blockhead. Don't, don't, don't say that to your neighbor. Don't call him a blockhead. Amen. Be nice. See, we've got to understand that what Jesus was telling, he's saying, look, look, don't run from the difficulties that are coming your way. Don't run from the hardship. He's telling them, you know, we need to embrace it. Just like I'm embracing it. You know what? I, I know I got to go to the cross. I know I need to go to Jerusalem. I know I'm going to be arrested. I know all these things are going to happen in my life. And you know what? I'm going to embrace it. Matter of fact, I'm not going to say a word. Huh? They're, they're going to they're gonna beat me. They're going to spit on me. They're going to hurt me. They're going to, you know, right in front of my mother. They're going to, they're going to you know what, tear me to shreds. But you know what? I'm, I'm not going to say a word. huh? And sometimes us, man, you know, if one little thing happens to us, man, we want to let the whole world know about it. Ah, it ain't right. That sister ain't right. Could you, oh, my God. Huh? That brother ain't right. How dare him talk to me like that? Huh? No, we're going to go through trials. There was a man, I didn't read this earlier, but let me throw this in real quick. There was a man by the name of Dietrich Bonhoeffer. Some of you might have heard of him. He was a German theologian and pastor who was executed by the Nazis in 1945 for opposing Hitler's ideology and military campaign. And Dietrich once said, he said, salvation without discipleship is cheap grace. Amen cheap grace. And he said that Jesus never taught cheap grace, but he taught, you know what? The authentic discipleship that is costly, you know, to us, it's costly. It's going to be costly, but he said it's going to be yet thrilling and fulfilling. Amen. And when you, you know what, when you give yourselves to over to God and you let God do it, you know, it's going to, it's going to cost you something. It's going to get hard sometimes. It's going to be difficult sometimes. But I'm going to tell you something. It's going to be thrilling 
and it's going to be fulfilling. Right? Right, Pastor Daryl? The thriller in Manila. Daryl was over there fighting. Huh? And Sister Gloria, the thriller in Manila, doing a work for God. Who would ever thought? Bro, I took him out of the streets of Hayward, huh? a heroin addict, and you know what? And messed up his life. And God said, you know what? I got something for you, my son. I love you. I got a purpose for you. He set him free, cleaned him up, and, and, he, and he shot him over to the Philippines, amen? And I'm sure there's still a lot of fruit over there that he has. They're still going forth. God done great things. So death, so we got desire, we got denial, we got death, and the last thing, and you can go ahead and stand with me tonight, is determination. Amen. You know, we got to be a people that are determined. We got to be determined to fill these seats. I know my pastor's determined to reach this city. And it's going to take other men and women that are determined to see it come to pass. Amen. They're going to be determined, man. We got to sacrifice. We got to, you know what? We got to count the cost and we just got to, you know, do what God has called us to do. We got to reach out and we've got to, like he said, give. We've got, we've got to, you know, go the extra mile. We've got to do what God called us to do because God wants to raise up leaders. What's going to grow this church is leaders. Men and women of God that say yes to God. Women. Men that are going to say, you know what, I'm, I'm going to serve God with everything that I have. I'm not going to make any more excuses. I'm too tired, and I'm, you know what, you know, if you're at home watching TV till midnight, uh, watching your favorite show, huh? No, we got to, you know what, we got to, we got to deny ourselves. We got to say, no, God called. Look what God has done for you and I, huh? I don't know about, man, I was just, you know, when it was yesterday was my birthday, but I was thinking about it. I said, look at what God has done for me. Look where I was. Huh? Living in my car. A no good crack monster. Amen. Lost my wife, my kids, my family. Lost everything. Somebody told me about Jesus. There was men from Victory Outreach Hayward that were on the move. They were passing out flyers for Art Blajos. It's right here on Tennyson, there by Pompano, parking lot. Somebody said, Jesus loves you. And that's all it took. That's all it took. Somebody telling me that Jesus loves you and he's got a purpose and a plan for you. Don't ever think that, you know what, because I know we say that a lot to people. Those were the only wor those words right there that Jesus loved me. Man, I was I was coming out of the store. I had a couple cases like this. And I had uh, it wasn't feta cheese, it wasn't sheet rock. I had the real deal. And I was on the move. And somebody came up to me and said, you know what? Jesus can change your life. And I wanted to change. I was sick and tired. And I was on the go. Somebody said, Jesus loves you, and he can change your life. And I was right there in the parking lot. Cars were honking. It was raining. It was in November. And all of a sudden, man, I started crying uncontrollably. I started weeping. Because I 
felt the touch of God. I felt the touch of God within my life. And I knew right there, I said, it's over. I knew God heard my cry. Because I had been crying out to God. But you got to get sick and tired. You got to have that desire to see changes come your way. God wants to use you. God's looking for people that are going to say, you know what? I'm going to step out. I'm going to become a person. I'm going to begin to desire and seek God even more each and every day because I don't want to be the same. Some of you went through the last five years the same thing. Nothing's changed. And some of you were in church. Nothing's changed. You feel weak, depleted. Let me tell you something. God's going to fill you tonight. He's going to put a desire within your heart that you know what? You're going to, man, you're going to, the Holy Ghost is going to wake you up tomorrow morning and the next day and the next day. And you're going to start to seek God like never before. And you're going to begin to de deny yourself of this and that. The, the things that are, you know what, that are holding you back. And you're going to begin to die. You're going to begin to die daily. Huh? You're going to begin to read your word. You're going to begin to, you know what, to, uh, to rise up to the occasion, to rise up to... God speaks to you to go pray for that person, you're going to go, you're going to go pray for them. Strangers, to strangers, people you don't know. And you're going to say, you know what, God told me to pray for you. Are you okay, my brother? Are you okay, my sister? And you're going to begin to see God touch your family. Some of you have been praying for your family. But God's waiting for you to go to a new level. He's waiting for you to quit playing around, to step out deny yourself, to become a disciple, not just a follower. Sometimes even in churches we have a lot of followers who are just following. Okay. But God, no, God wants to take you deeper and he wants to make you into an authentic disciple. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Bow your heads with me. Praise the Lord. Lord, I want to just open these altars. And Father, I know that there's men and women right here, right now, have been spinning their wheels. Maybe they've been falling short. But Lord, you are a God that is a God of grace and mercy. And Lord, you want to see them become great and mighty men and women of God, to become leaders in their jobs, in their homes. In their, in their city, in their community. Many of them are fearful. But I believe tonight you're going to fill them with courage and compassion and love. And so tonight I want to open the altar and you say, you know what, I, I want to I go to a new level. I want to become a disciple of Christ. I want to become a disciple of the Most High God. I don't want to just be a follower, following where everybody's going, but I want to know what you want for my life, where you want to take me. I want to surrender to your will, Lord. I want to see you do great and mighty exploits within my life. Some of you want to take a city. 
Some of you want to go to the training center. Some of you want to see your family saved. But it's going to take a greater commitment. It's going to take a, a, a deeper desire. It's going to take self-denial and a daily dose of the Holy Ghost to deny yourself, to pick up your cross. Some of you need to pick up that cross daily. You need to die to your flesh. You need to die to your own will. Oh, hallelujah. Come on, let's do this song tonight. Come on, the altar's open. I know God's talking.